Hi everyone, I'm Catherine, aka The High Hilled Gamer, and I wanted to take this time to say we here at Just Fans Wrestling stand with those fighting for justice and equality. On behalf of Lewis and Zach, I say Black Lives Matter. Thank you and enjoy the show. Ding, ding, ding. Welcome back to the JFW podcast. And with me to discuss this week's wrestling. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Catherine, a.k.a. The High Hill Gamer. I don't know why I sound like that. I, my voice always changes every week. I don't know either. <laughs> me neither. And this is Zach, a.k.a. Split Lager, and I'm ready to get our talk on. And this is Lou, a.k.a. Puerto Rican Jewel. And in case you didn't notice, I started this entire show differently because we're going to do things completely different. Um, We're going to give you a rundown of this week's wrestling, but not every small little thing. You can get that shit anywhere. We're going to look at the moments that intrigued us the most. We're going to explain why they intrigued us, what we hope to see, maybe what we want to see. And if you disagree or you agree or you got something else you want to say you can send us an email at jfwpodcast at gmail.com gmail gmail all right so i guess it makes sense to start with raw since that's the you know first show every week right that is correct yes um all right somebody hit me with their favorite moment match or whatever Uh, Zach, you start. <laughs> Hold Zach on. starting. Well, I gotta pull up my notes. Hold on one second. Oh, Jesus. I thought you had God, those already. Jesus? Nah, I Jesus. thought we were starting with ADEW. Why? That's on Wednesday. Get your life together. All right, you know what? I'm gonna start then. Start it. You start it. I'm gonna start, actually, with the beginning of the show. Um, I thought that Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah with his Messiahettes, if that's <laughs> if that's what we're going to call them. <laughs> I thought that that group looked a lot better together than him with Murphy and the AOP. And I don't know what happened to the AOP. I, I got a couple articles that I need to read. I hope to discuss that a little bit next week. But I like this trio better than than the quad before that. Um, I don't know. I, I thought AOP was good muscle for him because it, it 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 instilled that pip you know that pipsqueak persona that you were kind of hinting at last week, and uh, I, I think it was a better look for him because you know there's him and he's running off the mouth, and of course he's got a wall of muscle behind him. So if anybody says anything. He's going to have AOP go in and run him down. Mm-hmm. But now you got Buddy Murphy and Austin Theory. And these are two much leaner, much smaller guys. I don't know. I, I felt like it was a little bit more believable with AOP. See, here's the thing, though. He fits, and I'm talking about Seth Rollins, fits this role a lot better as a heel than the pipsqueak that he was before, running around and screaming and making those faces because he doesn't need to do that. The guy can work. He can go. Um, some people say he might be a little reckless with some of his moves. I don't. I don't think he's reckless. Um, I think Sweet. shit. Yeah, I think shit just happens sometimes. Right. But listening to him talk in the voice that he was talking to with his inflection, along with you know the man bun and the outfit and everything else, it worked. And the one glove. And the one glove, it worked. Which is ugly. It, it is, but, and we'll get into we'll get into that also uh, a little bit later. But I thought that it all worked. I don't like screaming Seth Rollins. I like controlled talking Seth Rollins, talking about what he did to Rey Mysterio, how he did it, what it means, and prophecies, and and all this other stuff. I think for the first time since they've been doing this Monday Night Messiah gimmick, it's working. Yeah. Okay. I, I I will. Excuse me. I will agree with that. That um, 
controlled Seth is way better than screaming Seth. But I don't like screaming, so. Yeah, like I'm I'm not a fan of, you know, I'm not a fan of changing your voice for the sake of changing it. It works yeah. for some characters. The Undertaker had to change his voice. He had to have that deep, slow mm-hmm. pronunciation for everything. Plus, right. when you hear him do interviews now, it's a good thing he changed his voice because it wouldn't <laughs> have been believable in the first yeah. place. Um, yeah. So, you know, for things like that, it worked. Um, for Seth Rollins is not that type of character. So I think a controlled, a controlled almost cult leader type of thing works for him. Yeah. Um, I, and looking at him, and I didn't realize it uh, until not this past week, the week before, he looks like the main fucking boss from Far Cry Five. <laughs> That's exactly what he reminds me of, and I and I think it works for him. Yeah, I, I can, can see, see that. that. I can see that. I can, yeah, me too. That's funny. Right. So I, I know we were saying we were going to pick up on key things. I think one of the a moment for me was when they were doing the Oscar promo. You know, it's it's not a lot that we get. Uh, most times she's been yelling in her native language lately, but she said something this week that stood out to me, which I really liked, which was uh, she said the Empress never bows down to anyone, which I loved that statement. I thought it was a great statement. And um, I'm hoping that she gets to back it up. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, I think that a title reign for her is is necessary. Like you know, I said last week, there's certain people who don't need a belt versus needing a belt, um, and I think right now she needs one. Maybe after this run, if they do it right, she won't need it for some time. Um, but I think they need her to be the Oscar that she was in NXT to give the belt a little bit more umph behind it for the next person that takes it. Right. You know, um, <clears throat> one of the interesting things that left me with kind of like a question mark is uh, Rey Mysterio and his son chatting about. Oh, my God, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan. Well, my big thing is like, so Dominic's coming in like I'm confused. Like, I get that he was training for it, but now he's like. What was it that he said? Some dumb shit like "I'm coming for you" or "Payback's a bitch" or something cliche. An eye for an eye. That's what he said. Thank you. I was like, I know it was something cliche. So I'm like, are we gonna see him in the ring sooner than later? Like that confused me. And his promo face of anger is—it's hysterical. The kid needs some work on his facials, and I'm not—I'm not mad at the kid. No, he, no, no. He tried it's his like best. practice. He tried his best, and he looks... He has a good look to him. He's got a very good baby face look to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure as he continues and he progresses and he gets better and he can work on some of those things, he'll make a really good heel also. However, this is what really fucking bothered me. And I wrote it down. And I'm going to fucking read the quote because raising the camera... And he's talking about this terrible thing that Seth did to his eye. And what does he say? Damn you, Seth Rollins. Damn you. Who the fuck talks like that? This guy tried to rip his fucking eye out on the stairs. Who talks like that? 1930s villains. Um, Dude, it drives me crazy. Like, let these guys fucking talk. Well, they let them talk in AEW. They don't well, they, they shit damn what they sure say do. in AEW. Yeah. They need that emotion in there because it's like, I understand that they're trying to aim for a PG audience and it's family friendly and and I I understand. But this is Monday night. That that part of it came at the tail end of my notes, which means it was at least an hour and a half into the show. I understand that we're in a pandemic and kids are awake because they don't have to go to school and a lot of school might already be over. But I mean, come on, you can't get a, you know... You can't get something that better than damn you. <laughs> Where, I touché, mean, touché. I mean, people are out here saying ass and they're getting bleeped for saying shit. I mean, he could have totally gotten bleeped and something like eat shit and die. 
I, I would have taken anything, but yeah. Damn you. <laughs> Damn you. Damn you, Seth Rollins. Like he's shaking his head and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like it 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 ha- the, the emotion has to be more. There's gotta be a way to get the point across. Maybe maybe not, you know, maybe he just said fuck you, Seth Rollins, and they bleep it out. And then that'll, you know, that'll get some ears going. Oh, he could even say it in Spanish. Uh yeah. I'm pretty sure Oscar's been saying curse words in her native tongue and nobody <laughs> fucking is the wiser. Alberto Del Rio used to do it. I mean, he didn't say straight out curse words, but he used to say some pretty prerogative shit in Spanish. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh he got away with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They could, yeah. yes, they could have done that too. He could have compared him to something in Spanish and, or, you know, said something. I, I, I was looking for something because it's Ray and you know yeah. and I don't blame Ray I think that, that he worked with what they gave him and it just it was what it was and even yeah. you know with him consoling his son it just didn't seem it didn't seem Bro. right I didn't Have buy his son's said. I didn't buy his son's anger and I I think it's lack of experience um sure I mean, I, I can't say, we can't say that either. We don't know how long he's been doing whatever before this moment. Um, I don't think he's been cutting promos. I think he's uh, been working on the wrestling part. You you might be right. Um, it, it's It depends on the style of wrestling. A lot of different styles don't focus so much on the promos and the dramatic part of it. They focus yeah. on the ring stuff. So That's what I think he's been doing. It, it's possible. Um, I just... I, under, I see where they're going with this segment, but it just... It just didn't translate well. I for mean, me. that's kind of like Umberto's kind of like that too, where Umberto kind of has that greenness around the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Like he's, you could definitely tell he's still learning how to cut promos and stuff. Great yeah. in the ring, mm-hmm. fantastic in the ring. Yeah. You know the um, the other thing that stood out to me since we're you know we're going from Ray to. Um, to Umberto, Umberto is my man Angel aka Hector Garza. <laughs> um I thought that the promo that he cut was fucking great. I like this romantic Latin guy thing that he has going on and the way that he puts emphasis on certain words like love and stuff like that as he's talking to Charlie mm-hmm. and she's eating it up. And you can, yeah, you can see her doing all the yeah. facial expressions and she's eating it up. Yeah, and then is. at the end of it, he gives her, you know, a flower and she smells it and she's all happy about it. And here comes <laughs> Zelina. She's like, give me that shit, bitch. <laughs> yes. Here comes Zelina. Was... <laughs> I, I love it. I thought that, I thought yeah, that was, was fucking priceless. It, it was, it was great. I like this guy's look. I like the way that he cut that promo and I'm looking for big things from this guy. And the fact that they're putting him into the U S title match picture somehow, like he interfered in the, um, you know, the Cruz and, uh, Owens match. And then it became a tag match. Yeah. I think they have plans for him too. So I, I, I like it. I thought that was really good. All right. Um, That's pretty much it for raw. Well, for me, one more thing: the twenty-four-seven championship is back oh, that's right. in the rightful See, owner. I, I was saving that for Cat. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yep, and the rightful owner. The yeah. Ah, <sighs> thank God. You know, I almost got what I said last week too. I said I had to be on a football field where he was playing and I kind of got it when he was, you know, in a yard doing the fucking, what was it, a TikTok video? It was, it seemed he like? was doing yeah. a TikTok video. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was funny and you could see, I, I thought it was a scarecrow at first because of the hat that, that Truth was wearing. <laughs> I didn't know that that was him, but when I saw it move, like in the corner of the screen, I was like, oh, here we go. And I, I thought it was funny and I think that's where they need to, to leave that. I think it can be a good uh, title to use for you know comic insertion somewhere or if there's someone who they want to test out before coming into Raw just give him the 24 7 belt and see how he does with Truth because Truth is a fucking he's a vet but I think they I think they need to to give some legitimacy to it they need to put 
some real matches behind it too. Like I get that it's yeah. a twenty four seven. You can win it at any time, but <coughs> put sure. put some matches behind it so you actually see some real wrestling to earn it. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be long matches. They can be short matches. Yeah, they can be. Uh, meaningful within that second of what's happening, depending on the character. Um, you know, I, I agree. If they put some umph behind some of these matches, they can use it to slowly bring, you know, someone into their, you know, into the, the, the two brand shows or right. three now. But I'm, I'm just saying it, it, it could work that way. Um, and I, you know, I kind of agree. I don't think there was anything else that, that stood out. I didn't like the way it ended with. You know, the full Nelson coming on Drew and then it just cut and, and you yeah. don't know what happened. Um, uh, you know, the other thing I wanted to bring up, and it wasn't really a, it wasn't really a, uh, I guess like a moment, just uh, Nia's promo, Nia Jack's promo caught a lot of heat because she made this um comment about you know Asuka and the Japanese and she you know like kind of didn't squint didn't like you know pull her eyes to the side but, but she squinted her and, eyes a little and bit then, and started screaming a little bit in gibberish when she said Japanese yeah exactly that was my reaction to I, I think I get it um, they got to be careful though uh, I, I know that they do a lot of things for the sake of entertainment but they but. need to they need to sense the tone they need to sense what's going on and they got to be real yeah. careful oh because that shit could yeah that shit could backfire big time i mean it is yeah i mean look at the day and age we're living in right now that's the last thing you want to try to be pulling in some and it's it's funny to me that on the same show where they won't let ray mysterio say fuck you seth rollins or eat a dick seth rollins that they would allow nia Jax to pull that shit Yes. So, you know, I don't know if she did that on her own and then, you know, she went back there and they were like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't know. I it, hope that's what it is because it got a it got a very hesitant, soft chuckle out of me. Um, but I can see why I can certainly see why people didn't appreciate it. I was mad confused. I was like, this is what you're saying. Like, yeah. Exactly. It was like, for me, like I feel like better promos have been cut by her. Yeah, I don't know about she... that. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you on that. Okay. Fine. I, I, I wouldn't say she's she's terrible, but when but she, she's cut better promos than that. When she's talking normally, she's fine. When she cuts a promo, there's something ingenuine about it to me. It's the Muppet voice Zach yeah. was talking about last yep. week. Yeah, it could be. She does have. She muscles. goes. She goes to a weird octave and. Hi, home. It's like Ray Romano is giving a giving a promo. Oh, that's funny. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm good. Um, I'm good leaving Raw at this point. Uh, okay. it, it really was uneventful. And you know what I forgot to do right before we started Raw was. Uh, give everybody our rating system that we just oh yes on. so okay. we're, what we're gonna do after maybe during each segment just to you know to rate it our rating system is gonna be a win for us or a w or a dub as i just dub. learned boom yeah, you just learned about dub we're dub, gonna dub. we're gonna call that a pin if we say dq it fucking sucked a count out meh and a submission is like omg mind-blowing shit just happened yes yes yeah yep yes roll was a count out for me um yeah uh, you know what i'm gonna agree yeah it was a Ra count was out a, for me as well Raw was definitely a count out for me when when the standouts are a really good promo and the 24 7 title it's a meh <laughs> <It was. laughs> true story Sorry. yeah all right nxt so, next uh yeah nxt next Alright. Okay, for me, and I know I, I know Lewis is gonna either roll his eyes or give me that petty laugh that he does when I say something that he's <laughs> like, God damn it. Uh-oh. Uh Bandango is back. Brizango. 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 I know I agree with you on that. That was I was a- like, oh my god, I love it. <laughs> 
the 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 thing about that is that I think Breezango should have been a team that just was consistent. They they were good. The whole thing was funny when they did the yeah. fashion police and the you know it almost seemed kind of Zoolanderish. Um, I liked it. It was it was I funny. The it. two of them were funny. It yeah. was like it was like if they had took Christian and Edge and mixed them up with Zoolander, like you were saying. Right. It's a yeah. funny shtick. I think both characters are great, and they do great promos when they're together. Um, like all the fashion police stuff that they used to do. So I hope they kind of bring that back. And I, I hope so too. Like I didn't know what they were doing. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then when when the spaceships kind of went away and it was the two of them, I was like, get out of here. That's, <laughs> Dude, that's I was hysterical. so confused too. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Fall Guys, you know, the, the weird, obscure people that they bring in to right. just... And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. They're giving them a neat little cheesy entrance for them to lose. And then the lights come up and I'm like, oh, shut I was like, up. I was like it's, it's breezy. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, Fandango. And I was like, yes. No, like, I, I was such a dork about it. I hope that they do with this team what they should have done the first time around. Because they they got, they had a really good re- crowd reaction. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of a lot of people who who liked that team. Me, <laughs> you know, yeah, a, a recent match that Tyler Breeze did that was a really good match was him and Velveteen Dream, uh, uh, Velveteen Dream, not too long ago. I think it was about two months ago at one of the takeovers. Right. That was a great match. He can work. And Velveteen's great too. Yeah, I yeah. agree. He's definitely one of my favorites uh, in NXT right now. Um, uh, I guess I'll go again. Uh, Drake, and this is my last one for NXT. Drake Maverick and El Hijo de Fantasma. Uh, I don't know who was there. It is. I was waiting. Yeah. I knew one of the two was gonna get it. I'll tell you why. You go ahead. Um. So everybody's chiming in on the work. Uh, part of it where. Drake Maverick got fired and he goes on Instagram and cries his heart out and he gets this and then he it's a Cinderella story Mm -hmm. um but I don't think it was a work I think he cried I think he went and was like they're letting me do the tournament and then he just sat down and was like look this is my heart and soul. This He fought for it. Oh, like, this is how I'm seeing it. I see, like, he fought for it, whereas everybody else was like, oh, I'm fired. What's the next thing? You know? Or, but I think he fought for it. I think he sat down and was like, dude, this is my life. Like, I, I see nothing mm-hmm. else. I belong nowhere else but WWE. And that's why they didn't let him win the championship, but they gave him his contract back. And I think part of that could be you know, with the way he reacted when he first got let go, the fan outpour definitely could have influenced Vince to be like, maybe we should yeah. rethink this. Yeah. No, I, I don't I don't think Vince is that easily moved. That that's just me. But I don't know the guy. Um what bothered me about it was not the fact that, you know, I didn't know whether it was a work or not. It certainly left me questioning whether he was ever really let go in the first place. Um, But that doesn't really bother me. What bothers me is it reinforces the idea of a participation trophy. And I don't like that. Like they had him come out and cry that he was fired and this was it. They were going to let him compete because he was already contracted to do that before this. And they were going to let him go. Okay, fine. If he if he wins, he's the champion and he gets to stay. If he doesn't, then he's out and that's it. So he didn't accomplish what he was set to accomplish, which was become the champion. And they were like, it's okay, little buddy. Here you go. I, I didn't like that. I, I just I don't like it. I, I can I can see where you're coming from yeah, saying me that. Too, but... um, that being said, I don't think they should have let him go anyway. Not a huge fan. I remember him as Rockstar Spud in TNA a few years ago, um, and he was good there too. A little fucking annoying, but you know, good. Um, I just 
I don't I don't know. I I think that if the end game of this was to just keep him contracted anyway, they should have let him lose, walk off. On Wednesday, he gets to do a farewell, and then they can present him with, you know, an opportunity. Hey, listen, we didn't realize, you know, what your potential was. We didn't see it, and we're really sorry that you didn't win, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to give you a match against Boom. You win this match, you get your contract. Because at least he's earning his way back in. It's not just a pat on the head, you know. I get it. Yeah, I like that. I think that would have been a much better approach. And it could have been somebody fucking badass, too. It could have been... It could have been a Finn Balor. It could have been a Johnny Gargano. Even though he's kind of stiff, the guy can work. And, I mean, he can make shit look like it hurts. So I think even a Tommaso Ciampa, even even though I think they might be moving him, but you know, either way, they could have put someone else there so that he could have earned that contract instead of just giving him, to me, a freebie. They could have had they could have had him fight one of the undisputed. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, for me, I mean. Fighting all these people and putting on a good show was kind of his fight. You know, like, this is, you know, I'm working. I'm not doing crappy matches in this tournament. And they're like, you know what? Okay, I'll give you that. I don't disagree with that either. But then there should have been a speech. Triple H just kind of strolled out and literally patted him on the head and walked away. You know, he should (laughs) have said, hey, kid, you did really good. We didn't realize... You know how over you were, and how the fans had an outcome. Yeah, when we I let will you give go. you that. You know, he just came out and he was trying to hide the contract on the left side so nobody saw it, but we all fucking saw it, and we know what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think that I think it could have just been done differently, and I'm sure they had their reasons for doing it that way. Maybe someone didn't fucking believe it, and Triple H, you know, kind of went out on a fucking limb to keep him because you know he's he is that brand. Um, and maybe the old man was like, no, fuck that. Just do it this way. And, you know, you can keep them, but don't make it, you know, don't make it a big deal. But what the fuck do I know? More than I do. (laughs) I I don't. But that's. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I know that they've done things similar and I like when it's done that way. If you're going to earn it and you're going to show your stripes and they're going to do something like that then let it be acknowledged that we're keeping you because of that. It, it just, it seemed too, it, it seemed too little kid to me. And I know he's a small guy, but you don't have to treat him like that. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, that's about it. How about you, Zach? Well, for me. Um, I had, I had a couple things that I liked. You know, I'm just going to touch on them briefly. Uh, I thought Velveteen Dreams promo was hilarious when he sitting there talking to Prince. Yeah, that was funny. So I thought I thought that was great. I thought Dexter Loomis was hilarious. Uh, I'm liking his character more and more. I'm hoping to see how they <laughs> I thought it was funny that it went it went through a a, a commercial or a match before he finished drawing that picture. Right. I, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> so, and, and but I you like know his what? I'm sorry. What is he supposed to be? I I think he's He's doing that whole snake persona, so I, I don't know if he's kind of emulating Randy Orton or not. Um, but he's he, he doesn't talk, and he's a silent, like mysterious character. He's got a good look to him, I think. Um, he's definitely strong as shit. He's like one step away from looking like a mime to me. <laughs> <laughs> like. I feel like he should have his face painted white and walking around with his hands out doing one of these things with fake walls and shit. Um, oh my god! But I, I do agree with the look. There's there's something about his there's something about his look that's kind of uh, not. I, I guess mysterious is the right word. You can't tell, and and I like that. I like the mystique. I don't know though. I think if he had a barbell mustache, <laughs> it'd look like one of the broad villains. Yeah, the 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 with, broad uh, villains. Yeah. The uh who uh Aiden English used to be with. Yeah. Uh the other guy's name it was Aiden English and uh fuck, why can't I remember this guy's name? Gotch, Simon Gotch. Oh, okay. 
Um, but you know, Dexter Loomis, and the last thing that I wanted to touch on was I liked watching the Mia, the Mia Yim and Candice LeRae match turn into a tag match because I got to see Keith Lee oh, come out. And anytime when I they turned Keith it, Lee. yeah. <clears throat> but that's it for me. I, I, when they turned it into a tag match, yeah. But yeah. I don't. I'm not a real fan of Candice LeRae. Nah, me. I, she. I, I could take her or leave her. I, I see why she's there, but. I, I in in that particular match, Mia Yim was she was the fucking star. She she can go, and she's not. Yeah. you know she's not she's not bad. She doesn't really you know telegraph the stuff that she's doing. She makes it, you know, the, her timing is good. The timing yeah. seems good with her. Um, there are a couple of matches that I've seen where her timing was off too. But I mean, yeah, no, but I think that's part of her being new. Yeah, I, I agree. She's she's got a good look to her also. I, I like her look. Yeah. That's all I've got. Yeah, I, I you guys hit on anything I would have said for NXT also. Um okay. so AE dub. AE dub yes. Uh NXT was a DQ for me. By oh, the way. that's right. Uh hmm. Hmm. <laughs> It's a it's a ve- it's a very close count out for me. Oh. I'd say for me it was a win. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the majority of it. For a show that is their go home to their pay per view, that was this past Sunday. It didn't seem like they did enough leading to some of the matches that were there. I mm. the the one you know what I'm the one thing that I did enjoy was the um, the Champa promo. Yeah. You know, I thought that was, I, I thought, I, I like Tommaso Ciampa. The guy just looks like a fucking maniac. And I like that look. Um, and the one thing that he said, and I, I love one line, um, one line things that wrestlers say. And he was talking about, you know, something being special or whatever. And he goes, no, they're special. And then there's Tommaso Ciampa. And I was like, oh, I like that. Right? Yeah, I, I love one line things like that. And I thought that was really cool. Um so I I would say a I would say a uh, count out for me. Okay. Now moving on to AEW. Well, I'm gonna I, say right off the I, say right off well, the bat. <laughs> I was gonna say I started Raw and Cat started NXT, so you start AEW. Uh, Britt Baker <laughs> rolling out in her Rolls Royce was one of the funniest things I've yeah. seen in a while. Yeah, that was funny. Um. Let's see here. The force is strong in that one. No doubt. Um, Wasn't that also the the episode where she's doing the freaking workout? Or was that last? Yes. Week? No. Where it was they the they, same they, one. they do her promo at the beginning, and she's <laughs> she's picking up like these two pound weights and <laughs> struggling with them and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even see them. Um, it was like it was too gimmicky for me. One of, I think one of the awkward things that we saw, and Cat commented on this, but it's when they did the private party and Matt Hardy little promo, where Matt Hardy is like thanking them and giving them props and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Cat, I'll let you say that part. And these fucking guys are talking to Matt Hardy. And then, like, they're talking to Matt Hardy like this, like, to the side and shit. And then they turn their face and stare into the camera. Yeah. And I was like, uh, y'all know you're not supposed to be looking at the camera, right? And at one point, like, they had done it, I think, by, by the time Matt did this, I think they had done it twice each, that Matt, like, turned his face and looked at the camera, too. Like, what are y'all looking at? Like... I'm like, oh my God, have they never, are they supposed to be breaking the fourth wall? Like, I'm confused. I like, looks so awkward that you're talking to Matt Hardy and then you're like, camera. I think that's, that's the thing with Matt Hardy. You can't really tell because he has that. He didn't seem to be in the persona. He was being Matt Hardy, which was already kind of weird for me in the first place. But I think that was supposed to be done that way. Or that, at least that's the impression that I got. Well, for he what keeps- reason? But that makes no sense because the camera was facing them and they're talking at an angle. Right, because they they, they were standing kind of opposite of each other with the camera camera to their left, but far back. 
Exactly. So if I'm talking to people like this and I'm still talking to them, but looking over here, like that's just so weird to me. And I'm, I guess I'm not used to wrestlers looking at the camera unless they're by themselves talking to the other person through the camera. You know what I mean? Right. So it just, it was so noticeable, so weird because it was just awkwardly done too. It wasn't like even slickly done. Like it was just awkward. It was like they would turn their heads and be like squirrel or deer in the headlights type of thing. It just threw me all kinds of off. So I was not impressed by that. So to continue on after Cat <laughs> yelled at the TV. Yeah. I, um, I thought not so much the match with Colt Cabana and Chris Jericho, but the fact that Sammy and Guevara <laughs> felt the need to try and sing Chris Jericho's intro <laughs> and didn't know half the words was fucking hilarious. It's not the first time that he's done that, and I find it fucking oh, hysterical. Really? Yeah. Oh they were right, right when they started the um, when they started the empty arena shows. They were just trying to find ways to, I guess, make it entertaining with the fans not there. So he, he's Chris Jericho's coming out to commentary, and here comes fucking little Sammy behind them, just screaming. He's not, he's not even singing. He's just screaming the lyrics, and he didn't know any of the fucking words. And Jericho was trying so hard. So hard not to laugh, but he could, he couldn't even help it. And I think he sat down and he, he praised Sammy for it, but he was laughing while he was doing it. And then all the announcers were kind of chuckling too. It was fucking priceless. Well, Chris Jericho did it this time too, because I'm like, yo, he can't even keep a straight <laughs> yeah. face. Like, and I, I'm just like, how can you? Like, I don't even blame him for not keeping a straight face. And like, you would see him look back and then just like big ass grin. And I'm like, uh, Zach said he has to be biting like the inside of his cheek he or his tongue or something. Mm-hmm. But like, I would have lost Jericho my shit. Is a top echelon of professional wrestling. And if he can't keep his shit together, you know it's funny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, you know, the last thing that I thought was a pretty good match was Jungle Boy versus Cody. I was getting ready uh, to see it, so take yeah. it away. Jungle Boy versus Cody Rhodes was a great match. And I, I'm kind of hoping that they don't always resort to, to matches turning into bloody messes. Seems like every recap or major event that happens with Cody he's bleeding out the forehead profusely um but it was a good match uh it was a good match I'm not going to take anything away from the match I think it was good the only thing that bothered me is that it was too long um I know that Jungle Boy is someone who has got some potential in this company but Cody Rhodes is their guy. He is the one that put this together. He is the the guy. He should not be struggling on his first title defense to beat somebody that quick. If they wanted to, you know, use Jungle Boy, it should have been a match later on, not the first defense. Uh, Because to me, it makes Cody look weaker. Like, you know, he is having difficulty with his own challenge because he's the one who said he wanted to defend his belt every week. So his first opponent comes out and, you know, he's struggling with it. Um, like a, what is it? It's like a 25-minute match? Yeah. You know, I think that's too long. I th- if, it's, if it's going to... And maybe because I'm looking at this from a traditional TV title rules type of thing, TV title matches aren't more than 15 to 20 minutes. Oh, um. Okay. You know, it's it's a way to let a title get defended and you can have some guy come in and try and see what he's like. And that's my impersonation of the TV title, which is what this is. I don't think this defense should have been that long. It could have been a good, you know, maybe I'll say six to seven minutes back and forth. And then the rest of that time frame was Cody kicking the shit out of this kid. Um, Now, maybe they're not doing it because Cody is a face. He's not really a heel. Um, but if he's putting this grit behind the character, talking about how he can out wrestle and out dog somebody and outdo this and outdo that, then he should be fucking 
kicking people's asses. Right. And they should have given him someone like a like a fucking Marco stunt who he could have just fucking and your dad and that's it. Okay. You yeah. know. Um, Good like point. I, after that, after the for me, after the headbutt, it should have been a win for Cody. He should have just kicked the shit out of him for the rest of that match. You know, outside of that, there really wasn't much of anything else. I mean, Colt Cabana oh, and Jericho was fun. How Lewis turns his page to be like, and eh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, like I wrote down a bunch of stuff, but literally. The Cody Rhodes match was the best thing of the evening for me because the opening match was not that great with the tag match. And why do we have a cowboy that has shiny pants? I don't understand. I, I just don't get well, it. Shiny pants or not, he's a pretty talented flyer for being such a big guy. He needs to be more gritty. He's a cowboy. Fair enough. <laughs> no bling on the ass. I, I'm just, I'm just saying saying he's a cowboy you know and i think and you know what somebody during that match threw an uppercut and said hadouken because <laughs> <laughs> i heard it i had to play it back i gotta go back and, and watch that and i don't I know who it was but it was hadouken. hadouken and i said wait a minute who the f- who the fuck did that and i couldn't pinpoint it but it's just kenny omega it probably kenny omega you're right um, I missed that too. I need to go back and watch that too. Uh, and then you know, I thought the interview with um, with FTR was okay. Yeah, you know, they seemed a little too silly for me, and I'm not used to that. And then, where the fuck were they being interviewed? That the butcher and the blade just come casually down the stairs. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it was it was a miss for me. Okay, so I'm I'm going to say that uh, AEW is disqualified this week. Um, yeah. I agree. Uh, I think I would have to go along with that sentiment. I, I would have to disqualify it. Yep. It had some good points, but that wasn't enough to bring up the whole show. Which brings us to SmackDown. Whole SmackDown. <sighs> do, do we want to talk about the opening? Do we? <laughs> what, the I'm... recap or the actual opening? fucking Jeff Hardy talking like it wasn't me. Listen, here's my my impression of SmackDown. Jeff Hardy got his ass kicked. I'm glad that they started using the fucking plexiglass to slam motherfuckers into. I was very happy about that. I'm like, thank you. Thank you, Seamus. Thank you. It's so obvious. As soon as it broke, as soon as it broke, Zach goes, oh, Lou's going to be happy. <laughs> yep. And yep. AJ, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan had a good back and forth, and it's going to be a good match. And yep. honestly, I don't give a shit who wins that match. I think whoever wins is going to be a good Intercontinental Champion for however long they have it. The one thing that I will say is the WWE should be very careful because Daniel Bryan's promo was very similar to Cody Rhodes promo the week before about defending the title every week and it's a worker's belt and I'm going to do it in and you know uh, defend it every week in and out and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that because you're a coward and you won't do it he, he was pretty much saying the same things just in a different way yeah um, but I, I think the match is going to be good and I honestly would have to really give some thought as to who I would predict to win that match um, and then the whole thing with, uh, with Braun Strowman and, and the Miz and Morrison, I think I got a good laugh out of the slime. Um, or Kayla. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I thought that I got, was, I got a laugh after the, I told you to put it on the left. Well, I did stage left. Like right. left is left. It's like, what's the difference? It's like, it's like eating a, tw- a left Twix and a right Twix. What the fuck is the difference? Um, you know, so yeah, I thought that was funny, but not where I see Braun Strowman. Defending the title against two guys, I, I don't know. I, I just don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping that they're just doing this to use Braun as an instrument to split up Miz and Morrison. 
They're not going to split them up. They're doing this to make the fans crave Roman Reigns. That's why they're doing this. I can't fucking wait for Roman Reigns to come back. And nobody was saying that before. I don't see the connection. I don't fucking see the connection. Roman Reigns was a guy who was being pushed and pushed and pushed and they rejected and rejected and rejected. They didn't want that. So I think this is a tactic to build that want for him to come back. Even though he, you know, after coming back when he was ill, he had a little bit better response than before he left. Well, I mean, Um, majority of his majority of the response before they went into pandemic mode was positive for him. Right, but that was that was post that was post illness, before he was sick, before he announced. Oh he was yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was sick. They didn't. They were booing him out of buildings. Yeah, it was yeah. like that instant. That instant, you hear the music and you say yay because it reminds you of the shield. But then you remember it's just Roman Reigns. So fuck him. <laughs> like that's you know that's what the reaction was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I I'm a fan of Roman Reigns. I understand why people don't want him. It's the same reason why people were tired of fucking John Cena also. Um, But I was a John Cena fan too. So I'm looking forward to Roman Reigns coming back so that we can have some matches with some people who he can work with. Braun Strowman, they have to find different things to do because realistically, even if it was just Braun Strowman versus The Miz, really? Yeah, it should be a crush match. Where he crushes Miz, and that's the end of it. Right, exactly. See, right, they're missing the opportunity where Bobby Lashley, you could just wipe away Lana, just get rid of that whole garbage storyline, and start making him a competitor against Braun Strowman. At least Agreed. the match would look right. Mm-hmm. Um, bring back Rusev, which I think they're going to do anyway. You need some of the bigger guys to fight him because he can't go out there fighting John Morrison's and Miz's. And even though there's two of them, and it still doesn't match up quite right. No. And and they're two guys who are really good. Like, it's not like the Miz and Morrison are fucking scrubs. They're, no, yeah, they're, know, good. they're good guys in the ring. They're good personas and they're good workers. I think um, Miz is a good persona. I don't know about... <laughs> who, Miz? <sighs> You're crazy. No. The Miz is the epitome of what a professional wrestler to me who has no connections in the business whatsoever should be. This guy paid every due, did every dumb shit that he could do, got better in the ring and shows it. He can he's got he's he has gone with some of the greatest talents and has helped push some of the greatest talents and some of them have helped push him also there's a reason why he is where he is and it's not because he knew anybody he came from the fucking real world and worked his way in yes i understand where he came from and i get that me personally when i see his work side by side not persona not character i think He's a fantastic heel. I think he knows how to work the mic great. He knows how to work an audience great. But side by side, wrestling work, John Morrison makes him look bad. It's two different styles of wrestling. It's two completely different styles of wrestling. I don't I don't disagree that the things Morrison does is just the the guy is a certified fucking stud. And I've said that from the door, but the Miz is the same thing. It's just a different style of wrestling. Um, And he chose that style of wrestling because he wanted to have a long career. He didn't want to do a lot of that jumping stuff that risks a lot of injury. He is in the mat. He's in the ring, on the mat, ground and pound, skull crushing finale out of there. Sometimes he'll get on the top rope or he'll do something acrobatic, but he doesn't go overboard with it. Um, no, I get that. And and it could be an ability thing, too. And there's nothing wrong with someone knowing their ability. Because if they try Aww. to do some shit that they're not able to do or not comfortable doing, they're either going to fuck it up and hurt somebody or hurt themselves. Yeah. All right. 
Um, but I, there was really, there was really not, the only other thing that stood out to me on SmackDown was Otis wearing the crown. That shit was funny. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like I like this. Yeah, I like this guy more and more every week. I still don't think he's a legitimate contender to Braun Strowman, um, but I, I like the character more and more. Um, the Lacey and Sonya fight wasn't terrible. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, Gulak defeating AJ Styles was to me was pretty funny actually. Like. I honestly wasn't expecting that. Um, I thought AJ was gonna win, um, but it was nice to see Gulak pull that off. Um, the Miz Morrison Braun Strowman thing was hilarious. It was a nice little breakup from everything, um, but Braun flipping the van, it was like a, I saw that coming three hours ago <laughs> type of thing. It's kind of like when they were like, hey, look at this big semi-truck conveniently yeah. placed here yep. where yeah. Ron's going to get pissed. Yeah. Um, and then Bailey and Sasha fucking winning the tag team championship. Not there. happy I, I left. That. I left that to you also. I didn't even want to touch on it. I, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. I kind of wish it was... Um, Bliss and Cross and the Iconics. Yeah. If they were going to drop it, yes. Um, I, I I don't know. I've tried to find explanations as to why they put it back on, on them. The only thing I can think of is they want, they want the Iconics to take it off of them because they give they lend a little bit more credibility to those titles since they were the first to hold it. Um, um, and that's the only thing I can think of, but I don't really want to, I don't really want to think that because then that kind of shits on, on Alexa bliss and, and Nikki cross and, and Alexa, Alexa bliss and Nikki cross have done a lot for that belt. And I think they've done really well with it. Have they really though? I was just about to say the same thing. I, I think that they're really good together but they were never really a team not like the iconics who started as no, a no, tag no, no. team I definitely agree with that statement and when the iconics lost it I was bummed that they lost it because they really didn't get to fight for it much I don't know what happened where right after they won it the iconics pretty much disappeared for a month you didn't see them wrestle anyone it was not challenged it, mm -hmm. it, and then pretty much the next thing you saw after they came back and did like a promo with it was the next main event. They lost it. Yeah. But, I mean, in all honesty, that that women's tag team championship belt is kind of a joke because no matter who's on it, they don't really defend it. Like well, That's the problem. I, I think that's the problem that they're going to run into with their women's division. I mean, they've got a, they got a pretty deep roster of um, of females, but they have focused on single titles for so long. They're really just slapping people together and sleep and seeing how they stick. You know, yeah. Bailey and Sasha was a natural pick. Um, even though they were never really a tag team, they've always been a team of some kind because they're friends. Best so it, friends, yeah. Right, so it works. The Iconics came in. I don't even think they came in as a team, but they became a team. No, they, no they came in, they came in, as, a in as a team. Even in yeah. NXT, they were a team. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, there you go. Um, you know, so they came in as a team, and as more female wrestlers come in as tag teams, it'll give some more credibility to that. But right now, they just, I, I, I guess I, I'm what I'm saying is I understand why they did it. I, I guess because I think Sasha and Bailey've got you know more to put into that, into that title, but. At the same time, I'm not a fan when... I can't even say that. I guess maybe now in this environment, I'm not a fan of multiple titles on on some... Oh. You know, the, the um. only multiple title that ever worked for me was the two-man power trip 
with Austin and Triple H, where Austin was the heavyweight champion and uh, Triple H was the intercontinental champion. And then they were the tag team champions together for a brief moment in time. And, you know, and they called themselves the two man power trip or or someone dubbed them the two man power trip. And it was a good like month, (laughs) you know, it was a short run. But I I love that. And ever since then, I I have not enjoyed it as much. Gotcha. Um, But my thing about the the women's tag team is supposed to be defended across all three brands. Yes. And it still doesn't even get defended that much. Right. They have too and, many belts. That's the problem. Yeah. And now it's just if if they if um the iconics win over Sasha and Bailey, if now you're just running a circle. Like that's the way it was from the jump. Sasha and Bailey, iconics win, Nikki and, and Alexa. So now we just running a circle without right. seeing who else is out there. Like they, they have, they got a few, um, they got a few of the ladies in NXT who I think if they put them together could do well. And maybe at some point they'll be contenders. Um, you know, I think that, that poor Natty should find a tag team partner and get some tag team gold. That woman has been working her fucking asshole for years and, yeah. you know, not she getting get, shit for yeah, it. She kind of gets the short end of the stick. And She's always the fall guy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, Part of me wants to say it's because of the name, um, you know. But I, but Bret Hart is on good terms now, so the name really shouldn't shouldn't mean anything. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, people get the the biggest term backstage is heat. Like I, I don't. I'm not a, a wrestler, even though I wanted to be one. So I, I try to use the terminology very sparingly because I shouldn't be using it. But if you if you find yourself in a rut, the rule is if you find yourself in a rut backstage, you got heat somewhere. So I, I don't know what Natty's heat is. And it's a shame because I think that she's a really good wrestler. She's got a really good look to her and she can almost do anything. But yeah. should Brett's heat fall on her when she when her daughter, I mean, her her father is uh not Brett. <laughs> Maybe the other one had he too. I, I don't want to speak ill of those who are no longer with us. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of heat they had. He had. I mean, there was a lot of shit happened in a short amount of time in that whole Montreal thing. And I'm just laughing at the whole I don't want to speak ill of the of the deceased. Yet, let me remind you of the joke that was said before we started recording. <laughs> Girl, you, you're living in the past. Why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with Natty, but I, I feel I feel that she deserves it way oh, yeah. more than some of the people who have been given it now. Um, yep. Because she, I mean, she's more than paid paid her dues. You know what I mean? Right. Agreed. And that's it. That's everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, SmackDown Smackdown was was a count out for me. I was getting ready to say the same thing. SmackDown was a count out. It's meh. Um, Yeah, I'll say count. I'll say count out. Uh, Just because I had a lot of fun, especially watching the... uh, Big E, Kofi, and Chad Gable fight against Cesaro and Mojo Rawley. And, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, Nakamura. F- fuck Mojo Rawley. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't, he's not believable to me at all. I'm sorry. Well, he's about as believable as Gronk, so there you go. I, I just, I yeah, I you know, he's a big dude, and I've seen his matches, and he's, I mean, he's not terrible. There's just something about that the way he presents himself that just doesn't appeal to me. Well, he should have... He Hasn't his character pretty much been the frat boy? That's what it pers- seems like. Persona. Because, I mean, that's what I always took it as. Now he seems like a frat boy on a really bad acid trip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't... I don't know, man. And I'm he, I'm not happy. I'm still not happy about the name Shorty G. I, I love Chad Gable. I just that's why like I just call him Chad Gable because yeah. I like him. I think he's 
My biggest problem with Chad Gable is I hate that that kick he does. I hate it. <sighs> it doesn't right. look like it doesn't really look like it hits anything. It, it doesn't look like it's got any power to it. And when you're this little guy trying to fight somebody like Sheamus, mm-hmm. running back and forth between corners, doing that weird flip kick is that doesn't look like it really hits anything. I, I can't buy it. I wish they'd give him something different. Oh, I know which one you're talking yeah. about now. A lot of that stuff is done for the theatrics of it and for the agility or the. But it you know, doesn't look good. I, There's no, no theatrics behind it. I, I don't disagree. Well, I mean, I don't think everybody can do it. You have to be of a certain frame to do it. Well, That's maybe you has- shouldn't do it. It's not a matter of can <laughs> you do it and should you do it. <laughs> it may not be believable, but he can do it. Well, fuck, I can. No, you can't. Well, Stop it. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I can do things, but doesn't mean I should do them. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I just mean there's certain things you, you can do, but that don't mean you should do it. No, I, I can pull I think that's... Mad quick, like, nah. <laughs> now, you thought I was going to be like, I can take some bumps. No, no. Hey, I'm not I, about to break my tailbone. I'm still I'm still walking. And it's been at least limp. two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I can't. Um, no, I don't. I don't disagree with you. So, you know, I don't know if he's still trying to find himself, or if they're still trying to find something to do with him. Um, and he's just stuck in this weird space of where he feels he needs to do some athletic things and some ring stuff. But if he was just down there doing submissions and takedowns and you know riding people and smothering them until they tapped out, I'd be okay with that. You know, because that's what that's what he is. That's type of that that's the type of role that I see him in. Well, I always saw him as more of a Kurt Angle type wrestler. Anyway, well, I, I expected him to be more technical, like you see him at the beginning, right? And before the matches devolve into him being thrown around like a rag doll. I think that might be the problem. I think that the comparison to Kurt Angle is, I. Just because they're no, Olympic I just mean, I mean that style. I don't mean Kurt Angle. I, no, I, I get it, but it, it's it's almost like the you know like like comparing someone comparing LeBron to to Michael Jordan, like that type of thing. It's they're different, you know. Yes, they're they're similar in the things that they do, and they were both Olympiads and NCAA whatever, and like they did all of that stuff. But there was. There was something about Kurt Angle that made him excel as quick as he did that's missing in this other picture. Oh, it's easy. Uh, one, he's well and be made fun of. Uh, two, he's an excellent tech, uh, technical wrestler. And three, he got he knew how to make the fucking crowd hate him. Who? You talking about Kurt? Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. I mean... You know, when, when they, when, well, it, Austin started the You Suck uh, for Kurt Angle. Because he, he, and. That was Edge and Christian. I, oh, I, was it Edge and Christian? I thought it was Edge and Christian. Oh, yeah, I think it, yeah, you're right. It's Edge and Christian. Um, Look at me knowing stuff. <laughs> I know. Thanks for the correction. Um, but yeah, when they started that, and he realized at that moment, that he could get the whole crowd not really knowing it, but they were on his side, even though they hated him, hated him. So when he did turn face, you've already got a whole fan base that went from hating you to loving you um, with a an anthem to yell out when you're coming out. Yeah, and they so, still and they still do it. So I have semi breaking news here. Uh oh, what's that? So apparently people have been tweeting at Bailey, Bailey two belts. And she replied at some point today of at almost at one o'clock this afternoon. Sheep, you better stop calling me Bailey two belts. I'm not a Becky Lynch replacement. Instead, refer to me as Bailey dos straps. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Oh, I love it. Those straps. Yeah, that's funny. Bailey, those straps. All right. You know, I yeah. think we, I think we ought to 
I think we ought to try to do a segment of just wrestling tweets for like 15 minutes. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. Some of these guys and girls are hysterical. Oh, the, yeah. That, that, might, that, that, might, me. that might be a good thing to end on maybe next episode. Okay. Um, Putting it down on our book of ideas. Book of ideas. Comedy gold. We, <laughs> we are come. We're just over an hour. Okay. Damn, um, we still didn't even do all of the, like the whole thing, and we still. I know. So, do we do the pay per view, or do we save it for next week? And do something other than the rundown, or just maybe beforehand discuss what things we want to discuss from each show, so that we don't talk about the whole show because we still kind of did the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say we do that. All right. All right. So then I'll I'll wrap it up here. Let me give it a little bit of space. Damn, where the hell did we leave off? Uh, we oh, were talking. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I thought that was funny. There were a couple funny tweets throughout the week. Um, and we should definitely look into those. Uh, they're pretty entertaining. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap things up here for this episode of JFWWW. Ah, see, see, I got the, my yeah. own little echo going there. I'm, I'm on fire today. On <laughs> <I'm> fuego. <laughs> uh, let us know what. Let us know your thoughts about each show. Uh, you can send us an email at jfwpodcast at gmail And until next week, guys. Peace. Peace out, guys. <laughs> <laughs>